This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. It's David Noble filling in for Aaron Flint. We've got open phones and we are live here on a Thursday, December 28th. Uh, if you want to call in, 406-294-0970, Montana grizzly bear populations are dispersing. Did we know that yet, folks? Did you know that? This is uh, from KFYR. The Montana Department of Fish, Wildlife, and Parks has been tracking the way grizzly bear populations have been spreading. There have been a few grizzly bear sightings this year in central Montana. There was a sighting in southern Phillips County, 200 miles from the North Dakota border. The bears are moving in all directions from their habitats. Bears have been spread throughout the state historically, but they've not been in certain areas for decades. Um, it's what we would expect to see as populations grow and expand. We would expect to see those populations kind of start to push out into other areas, said the uh, Greg Lemon Communication Education Division of Montana Department of Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. So, folks, the grizzly bears are dispersing. What, is, what a surprise. Who would have ever imagined that? Maybe it's time to take the grizzly bears off the endangered species list, maybe. Uh, and, you know, we got that lawsuit up in the flathead trying to stop BNSF from running trains because the trains have taken out a couple of grizzly bears. Uh, again, lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit. I feel like it's the only thing I ever talk about on the show is all these different lawsuits by these radical leftist groups. They've got to be stopped. Uh, Representative Rosendale uh, has put out day two of, of his review. Um, day two of the Rosendale Review, highlighting Congressman Rosendale's effort to protect the Second Amendment and his work on House Natural Resources. Rosendale says 65% of Montanans own a firearm. Why is it only 65%? I, honestly, I would have guessed it's much higher than that. I don't think I know any Montanans that don't own a gun. But nevertheless, uh, Rosendale says 65% of Montanans own a firearm, which is uh, why I will always fight to protect our right to bear arms. I'm proud of the work we've done to push back against the Biden administration's assault on the Second Amendment. Uh, he goes on, Montana is blessed with abundant resources that are critical to our state's economy and our nation's security. I'm proud of the work we've done in the House and Natural Resources Committee to fight for the treasurer's state. Um, good for him. There's a new there's new camp uh, campground regulations um, in Montana. Apparently, uh, there's there's a, a, a story out here, if I can actually find it, about limiting um, campground stays at state parks to seven days and then also. Um, allowing uh, certain uh, certain campgrounds to have to have some uh, spots that are not reservable online. The reason being is that uh, um, you've got this situation where these attestators come in, they reserve these campsites, they reserve these campgrounds, and then they don't show up. And then a local Montanan go wants to go camping, heads out on a Friday. And they go to the campsite and they're all empty, but he can't camp anywhere because it's, because they're all reserved, quote unquote. So uh, I'll try to find that story, get more into that. I couldn't locate it here right away, but we'll find it. We'll talk about it. We'll also take phone calls right after this. This is David Noble filling in for Aaron Flint. There are sales and a mag light. 
Hey, this is so cool. You guys are going to want to act fast. You're going to want to get your tickets. You're going to want to book a whole table if you can. Seth Dillon, the CEO of the incredibly popular Babylon Bee website, is going to be in Billings, Montana this February. We had a great conversation, got to catch up with Seth Dillon here recently, talking about all the censorship and how the Babylon Bee didn't bend at the knee. Going to be so great to see Seth Dillon here. Get your tickets and more. Go to MontanaTalks.com for all the info. This is where Montana talks. You're listening to Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Apparently, the only news today is about Nikki Haley's answer to a question from a voter about what the Civil War was about. Uh, Apparently, she didn't use the word slavery in her answer, and so everybody's all freaked out. And the Politico playbook this morning, all obsessed about Nikki Haley, And I'm just sitting here. Who cares? She's not going to win. She has no chance. Why are we spending all of this media effort on Nikki Haley? It's ridiculous. Uh, Open phones. If you guys want to be on the show, 406-294-0970, whatever you want to talk about. Got a couple of messages here. One from Lori in Billings. Lori says, "It's it's not just the dumbing down of students, but all of us. We used to have smartphones or dumb phones. Now we have smartphones and dumb people. True, Lori. True. Very good point, Lori. I think the the screen addictions and the social media addictions uh, are definitely not limited to kids. Obviously, a lot of adults are doing it. And it's really making... It's really making everything more difficult in our lives, whether it's our spiritual lives, our relationships, our marriages. I was actually watching a a YouTube video about brain health. And, you know, we've got a lot more uh, science on brain health recently over the last decade or so. And they, they can actually do brain scans and see activity within your brain. And what they've found is that addiction, drug and alcohol addiction, uh, reduces certain activity in your brain. It also makes uh, it harder for you to experience natural uh, happiness, et cetera, et cetera, because of the overloaded dopamine receptors, et cetera, et cetera. But what's interesting is that uh, cell phone addiction, social media addiction, internet addiction, those types of addictions have the same impact on your brain as a cocaine addiction or heroin addiction or you name it. Which is frankly kind of scary and staggering. Uh, attention, attention, uh, the ability to maintain your attention on something is dropping way off. They have these tests that they do where you look at a screen for 15 minutes and then they pop up letters on it and you're supposed to, you know, t- push a button for every letter except for one specific letter. You're not supposed to push the button. And they'll do this for 15 minutes and test people's ability to pay attention and, and keep their concentration. And it's just dropping off a cliff, you, the, people's ability to do this. And so I think Lori is right. The the cell phone, the screen addictions are, are not only hurting the kids, they're hurting our adults. Frankly, I think maybe one of the best things, you know, one thing I've, I've often wanted to do and thought about and I've tried, um, and it's not easy, but to set aside 
you know, set aside a period of time where you're going to put put aside all screens, spend time with family, have a family night, something like that. I know, so, you know Ben Shapiro, for example, I think he puts aside uh, cell phone use for um, on the weekend, something along those lines. Obviously easier said than done, folks. I've got a message from Kendall and Laurel. Kendall says, cell phones were taken away at one of the larger inner city schools in Kansas City. There was more pushback from the parents than the kids. Parents have an addictive need to helicopter. Their children are more cognizant of it. This was a 60-minute segment several years ago. Yeah, Kendall, I believe you. Um, it's crazy the the age that parents are wanting their kids to have cell phones now. You know, I, I saw there was another story, though. Um, so I, you're, you're right. I think that there are a lot of parents that wouldn't like the idea of banning uh, um, phones in schools. And they're going, well, and, you know, it's, we need it for safety and if there's something that happens, I want my kid to be able to call me. But meanwhile, meanwhile, the cell phones in schools, the smartphones in schools is causing the kids to be just straight up dumb and just uninformed. They can't stay focus their attention. But oh, but we need to have them to be able to make a phone call if they want. It's like, really? Even with all we, well-known, well-known side effects of, of kids using smartphones, I guess some parents think that's worth it. Let their kids be dumb. Let their kids do bad on tests. Let their kids not be able to have a, a real relationship with the real person. Let them suffer depression and anxiety. That's all worth it so that your kid can make a, a phone call if they want to. Uh, pretty absurd in my opinion. There was another story a while back about a, a small town, I think in Ireland, if I recall correctly, a small town where the parents had basically banded together and said, hey, let's all agree our kids are not getting cell phones or smartphones until what was I think 15 or 16 or something like that because what these parents had realized was essentially look there's no way there's no way that a parent on their own can 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 you know successfully limit their kids smartphone ownership and use when every other kid their age has them and it is difficult when when every when every other kid has a a smartphone and then your kid says hey I want a smartphone too it becomes difficult to say no, but when every parent agrees and we all come together and say, hey, we're going to limit this, then it becomes a lot easier. Um, here, here's the story from KPAX. New rules limit Montana campground stays allow trapping on FWP land um, under a consolidated rule. Hunting and trapping is now allowed on all Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Park lands unless otherwise posted. Camping stays are limited to seven days. Um, and uh, FWP can make exceptions. Uh, this was recently approved here uh, just before Christmas, consolidating rules. Um, and, and, and there's another rule in here, which I thought was actually the more, the more interesting piece about this, um, which is uh, allowing certain campsites um, to be left open. There's also uh, uh, this piece about trapping. Apparently, trappers must still get written authorization from Fish, Wildlife, and Parks prior to trapping um, on on uh, FWP lands. But you can trap. You just have to get written permission. Um, I'll find this piece about leaving campsites open and not for reservation online. I think the federal government needs to do that, too. They're having the same problem. Call in if you want to be on the show, 294-0970. Did you get a call or message that mentioned Social Security that made you feel threatened or scared? That is not the Social Security Administration. Social Security will not threaten you, press you for personal information, or demand instant payment. Social Security does not accept payments by gift card, prepaid debit card, internet currency, or by mailing cash. 
criminals use these forms of payment because they are hard to trace. Don't fall for it. Hang up, ignore them. Report this criminal activity to oig.ssa.gov. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. So it used to be that you could stay at a Montana state campsite for 14 days, but that has now been uh, reduced to seven days. So you can only camp for seven days now. Uh, but here's the other uh uh, rule that I thought was more interesting. The legislature passed a bill in 2023 that leaves a few campsites open to walk-in campers. They cannot be reserved online. Um, it's it's supposed to help more locals to access campsites. I, I think it's a good idea. I, I like I like first come first serve on campsites. Uh, I don't think I don't like the idea of you know out of staters reserving campsites online and then not showing up um and i know i think the federal government ought to be ought to be doing something similar got a, i got another message from Lori in billings Lori, appreciate the message um how about instead of a camping space left open it should be a few reservable and the rest first come first serve that is what it is Lori. they're not left open as in nobody can use them they're left unreserved i guess would be the, the better way to say it they're they're you they have to leave some campsites unreserved online so that first come first serve applies. So then locals can actually go out and uh, you know make a whim decision on a Thursday or Friday to go camping. Uh, Kendall and Laurel says grizzly bears do not want to compete with the wolf for their prey. They prefer to move along and expand their range. Uh, true, Kendall. True. That is that is very very true. Um, remember when Joe Biden? promised to end drilling on federal lands well uh biden has followed through in part joe biden and john tester being a democrat and a joe biden voter and a supporter of joe biden presumably supports this because he hasn't come out and said anything against it and my rule with john tester is john tester supports everything the the democrats do and the radical left does um, unless he actually does something against it and not just says something against it because he'll come out and say, oh, I disagree with the radical left on the coast. But unless he actually does something about it, you have to assume, hey, he's a Democrat. He supports Democrat policies. And Joe Biden banned oil and gas drilling on millions of federal acres. Uh, however, some environment, wacko environmentalists are a little bit mad at Biden because uh, they say he hasn't done enough to ban fossil fuels. Um, on his first day in office, Biden instructed Interior to halt all new oil and gas leasing on all federal lands and waters. However, uh, apparently a federal judge in Louisiana ruled that Interior had violated federal law when it canceled the lease sales. Um, saying they're required to be held under the Mineral Leasing Act and the Outer Continental Shelf Lands Act. So in other words, Joe Biden straight up violated the law. How many times has he done that? Biden seems to just do whatever he wants and seems to always get away with it. 
we got our first caller of the entire show, Bill in Billings. Thanks so much for calling, Bill. Well, you know, I've been hearing so much about what the polls say and that we shouldn't even have a primary election because of what the polls say. Right. I just want to remind everybody that if we went by the polls, Hillary Clinton would have won in the biggest landslide in history if we went by the polls. So uh, why don't we just wait until we start uh, casting ballots before we start uh, electing someone? I agree. Just my thoughts. Well, I agree, Bill. Are you talking specifically about the primary and, like, Donald Trump versus Ron DeSantis? Are you talking about more of the general or what? Uh, No, I'm talking more about the primary because I've talked to a lot of people who voted for Trump in 16 and 20, and they're conservative, but they've just gotten to a point where they say the poor guy's had enough, but... uh, You know, let's not beat him up anymore. But, you know, there's 50% of the population who will not vote for Donald Trump, period. Now, we never hear about him because we don't listen to CNN, MSNBC, and those outlets. But we're living in kind of a bubble because there's 50% of the country out there and some of them are conservatives, but they will not vote. It's that Trump derangement syndrome is real. And we're starting off with 50% of the population that will not vote. So for Trump. are you are, I voted for him twice. Same. But, so uh, yeah, I'm just kind of thinking maybe it's time for a change. But we'll see what happens. So who do you like? You like you like Vivek or, or Nikki or, or Ron or who do you like? Oh, I think Ron DeSantis because look what he did to Florida. I, All we yeah. gotta do is do to the US what he did to Florida. If we have DeSantis, we have all of the Trump policies. But none Actually, even of more the conservative Trump baggage, and even even more conservative than Trump policies. Yeah, uh, if he could do for America what he did for Florida, oh, what a great day it would be! But I'm 100 percent behind Trump, but not in this election. So that's my thoughts. You have a great day. Hey, appreciate it, Bill. Thank thank you. Um, I think there's a lot of people that feel that way. People that are big-time Trump supporters that that are you know two-time Trump voters that that flew the Trump flag and supported Trump and defended Trump, but you know we're looking at an election here where we want to win this thing. And 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 here's a here's the devil's advocate argument though against that bill, which is okay. The reason that there's 50% of people that hate Trump and will never vote for Trump is because the media has lied about him so much and and, and literally put out completely false, just complete fake news, uh, just lies. I mean, straight up lies. Trump colluded with Russia, uh, on and on. We could, you know, there's a, oh man, you know what I ought to find? Uh, The the author of the the Dilbert cartoons, um, I'm drawing a blank on his name. You all know who he is. He's pretty active on X, but he put out a list of hoaxes 
the fine people hoax. Uh, you know, that, that's the hoax where Trump said neo-Nazis are fine people. He never said that. Uh, the Russia collusion hoax. Uh, you know, there's like a list of 20 hoaxes. I'll try to find this. But there's a lot of people that believe, you know, these 20 or 30 major straight up hoaxes, just straight up lies and fake news about Trump. And that's what's driving a lot of this stuff, uh, a lot of the hatred for Trump, a lot of the Trump derangement syndrome. Here's the counter argument to, to, to Bill's point. It doesn't matter who the Republicans nominate. The media and the left, the Democrats are going to do the exact same thing to whoever we nominate that they did to Trump. And the same people that are so ignorant and uninformed as to believe these fake hoaxes about Trump they're the same people that are going to believe the new fake hoaxes about DeSantis or Vivek Ramaswamy or Nikki Haley or whoever. Apparently, Asa Hutchinson is still apparently Asa Hutchinson is still running. I didn't even know that. Uh, absolutely hilarious that Asa Hutchinson still in the race can't even uh, can't even make the debate stage, uh, and and he was asked. He was asked, why are you continuing to run for president? You're embarrassing yourself. And he said, well, I care about America. And our founding fathers died and fought and fought and died. But who, who am I to say, oh, I'm a little bit worried about being embarrassed. Well, all right, Asa Hutchinson, if you're cool with being embarrassed, uh, then you can go ahead and, uh, and keep running and you'll be embarrassed. Let's go to the phones. We've got Cheryl in Manhattan. Cheryl, thanks for calling. Hi, how are you today? Good, how are you? <clears throat> I'm okay, though. I suddenly have a frog in my throat. Anyway, I wanted to talk about John Tester. I have been against John Tester for years and years, and so upset when he uh, won re-election the last time. Anyway, his ads of late have been, of course, very aggressive. And um, one thing that he's said, that has been said in the ad, is that and I think he says it actually, is that he's gone after, he holds Trump accountable for the Chinese balloon. He and said, yeah, no, Biden. It, how the heck did you do that? Did you sign a letter? Right, <laughs> is no, that he didn't holding do anything. him accountable? It's just a straight up lie as far as I can tell. That's what I think. And um, I'm surprised when I hear people say, oh, but he's for veterans. And yeah, there are other people out there for veterans, too. But you are right that every vote he votes is with the Democrats. Almost, he, if he's really for Montanans, then he would stand up against Democrats and some of their baloney. And so, anyway, that's what I wanted to ask you, if you knew anything about other than taking, it sounds like he's taking Biden by the shirt collar and shaking him. You know, I'm holding him accountable. Uh I don't think so. I have not heard anything about that. So, or not not much, except for you coming out and saying that wasn't good. You know, <laughs> no, Cheryl. Yeah, I, so no, anyway. I think you're right, and I, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much for calling in. I I don't know of anything that Tester has done to actually try to hold uh, Joe Biden accountable for the for not only not only allowing a foreign enemy like the Chinese Communist government to fly because that. Let's make no mistake here, folks. Joe Biden allowed that to happen. The Biden administration knew that the Chinese communists were flying a spy balloon 
and that was going to head over. They they spotted it before it ever got to the U.S. They spotted it. I think it. I think it. Uh, it flew over Alaska before it came down to Montana. If maybe I'm wrong on that, but I do know for sure that they had spotted that spy balloon before it ever crossed over American land masses. And so they had the chance to take care of it and shoot it down and, and take it out and, frankly, retaliate against China for that matter. Way before. They allowed it to happen. Then he was then Biden was going to try to hide it from us. And Tester did nothing. Tester was totally silent. And then later on, when he realized, oh, we weren't able to hide it from him. And, oh, this doesn't look good for Democrats. Now Biden is or Tester is lying, saying he was actually going to hold him accountable. Where's the impeachment vote? 63. Hey, this is so cool. You guys are going to want to act fast. You're going to want to get your tickets. You're going to want to book a whole table if you can. Seth Dillon, the CEO of the incredibly popular Babylon Bee website, is going to be in Billings, Montana this February. We had a great conversation, got to catch up with Seth Dillon here recently, talking about all the censorship and how the Babylon Bee didn't bend at the knee. Going to be so great to see Seth Dillon here. Get your tickets and more. Go to MontanaTalks.com. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. It's David Noble in for Aaron Flint. We've got open phone lines if you want to call in 2940970. We got a message here uh, from, let me see here, shuffling my papers around. Montana Joe in Billing says on NPR this last weekend, they said that Tester's approval rating is 61%. How could that be? Well, maybe it's just NPR. Maybe it's the poll. We just had a caller calling and talking about how unreliable the polls are. But if let's just, if if I had to assume for a second that John Tester's approval rating is truly sixty one percent here in Montana, I would guess that the reason for that is because there's sixty one percent of Montanans that believe John Tester and the media when they tell you that John Tester is a conservative. He supports the Second Amendment. He wants to deal with illegal immigration. He's tough on crime. He's tough on China. He's holding Biden accountable. I mean, think about it, folks. If you believed, if you believed deep down that John Tester was a true Montanan, that 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 stood up for Montana in the Senate and that defends our way of life here in Montana, that he's tough on crime, that he wants to crack down on the drug cartels, that he's going to be that he's tough on China, that he's holding Biden accountable, that he wants to secure the border. If you believed all that, wouldn't you say, yeah, I approve. I approve of John Tester. Of course, if you actually look at Tester's votes, none of that's true. John John Tester votes right along with the radical leftists on in California, New York. That's who Tester's a ninety nine percent plus Biden voter. Uh, I mean, it's just all lies. And, the, and NPR, I'm assuming NPR went right along with all that, talking about how how conservative John Tester is. He's a leftist. He's a liberal. He's corrupt. He's the number one recipient of lobbyist cash. He lied to Montana and saying he wouldn't take lobbyist money. Now he's the biggest recipient of it. He's corrupt. He spent over a million dollars at fancy restaurants in Washington, D.C. while pretending to ship Montana beef to D.C. 
He's a liar. I mean, it's incredible that that he gets away with it and that that he he's been elected as many times as he has in this state by continue. And then he he's posting all of these photos on social media showing dead cows and and him butchering cows, and 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 he's got this disgusting clothing on all the these pants and these uh, hoodie sweatshirts that are stained with blood and dirt and everything else in it. That that's that's what John Tester thinks you want to see, folks. John Tester thinks you're going to vote for him if he wears disgusting, filthy clothing, which I find a little bit insulting, especially to all the farmers and ranchers out there. All the farmers and ranchers I know, they don't wear disgusting, filthy, filthy clothing. No, they actually no, they actually do laundry every once in a while. They take showers every once in a while. Why does John Tester think that the Montana farmer and rancher out there, you never shower, you never do your clothes, you walk around in these filthy, filthy clothes with stains all over them? That's apparently what John Tester thinks you all want to see out there. Um, Got a message from Russ in Billings. Russ says, good day to all. Hope Christmas was great for all. Just a simple question that demands an answer regarding Hunter Biden. Where's the contempt of Congress charge, the warrant for his arrest and SWAT team to go pick up? Uh, all I hear anymore is crickets. Well, they're working on it. Um, I've seen some recent interviews with Comer and uh, Jordan about how uh, it's quite a process to, to hold him in contempt. But they're working on it and they're planning to do it. Um, apparently, there's a whole bunch of different things that have to happen. The, the Speaker of the House has to sign off on it. There's some other procedural things they have to do. I, I'm not super familiar with it. But the other big problem is is that, uh, yeah, Congress can hold them in contempt and can even make a criminal referral. But it's the Department of Justice that would have to prosecute him. And remember, this is a Department of Justice that has actually prosecuted people for contempt of Congress. I'm pretty sure they prosecuted – was it Mark Meadows? Or was it – no, is it Steve Bannon? Steve Bannon, I think, defied a congressional subpoena. Uh, from prior to the the midterms, and he got criminally charged and convicted. Um, but here's the question: Do we actually think that the Biden administration is going to criminally prosecute Hunter Biden? Well, well, they are. They they filed those. They filed uh, the charges in uh, against him. They're already prosecuting. Yeah, they're doing that to help Hunter Biden to cover it up. I've got stories here about how the this indictment of of Hunter Biden actually repeats the lie that the million dollars that Hunter got from a Chinese communist was for legal fees, which we know it was not. It was a corrupt influence peddling scheme. So, you know, having to rely on the Biden administration to actually do what's right, that's not a place you want to be. Let's go to Frank in Paradise. Frank, thanks so much for calling. Yeah, you bet. Just want to... Talk a little bit about this upcoming election and how the uh, Republicans are just terrible at messaging. Uh, you know, they're going to pump hundreds of millions of dollars in to this election between Tester and whoever the nominee is on both sides. And, you know, one of the things that I that just drives me nuts is I've already gotten eight of them shiny cards from Tim Sheehy. Um, right. I sometimes I sometimes get two or three of them in the mail on the same day. I, I got I know I got eight. Okay, so I got a text yesterday asking me to donate. It's like I'm going to have a hard time donating my money where my then my money is used to turn right back around and send me more shiny cards. And the shiny cards don't work. I saved all the ones from the last 
elections, and I have a stack of them, just just for the heck of it. You know, I'll eventually throw them in the in the wood stove. But the Republicans have a have a, ter- a terrible messaging. One of the messaging we need to do is let all Montanans know where we were our national debt when John Tester first got elected and where we are now and how many times he's voted with Biden and all the things that, like um, uh, Obamacare, for one. My insurance was just fine. I was happy with it until Obamacare came along, which John Tester voted for, and now my insurance is a disaster. And one other thing about Tim Sheehy, I'm definitely going to vote for the guy because anybody that can get a $750 million or whatever, $750,000 loan and not have to pay it back to the federal government, that's my guy. In fact, I would like to find out how I can do that. Wait, didn't you? You, did, you didn't get a PPP loan? No, I did not. You know, and Wow, I, you I, missed I, out. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're throwing them ads that, uh, you know, um, that Tim Sheehy, like he's a criminal. Uh, got a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar loan, didn't have to pay it back. Well, not you know? a PPP loan. I don't know what it was. I, I think that's that a PPP was... loan, and here's the dirty little secret: nobody had to pay back any PPP loan. Exactly, exactly. But yet you hear the Republicans addressing that. It, it's it's they're trying to make Tim G sound like he's a criminal. You know, right? And it was legal. And there was nothing wrong with it. And Democrats did the same darn thing. The only one that's getting their chops busted over it is Tim Sheehy. That's right. Why doesn't he address it? Why doesn't the Republicans address it? You know, I, Anyhow, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and then that, and then you know, saying that he does he does business in the Cayman Islands. You know what I mean? They they, they go from color to black and white. You know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh, the picture is now black and white. That must mean evil. You know? <laughs> right. It's like give me a break. I want to know how I can do business in the Cayman Islands and not have to pay taxes. I mean, Hunter and Joe and the rest of the gang does it, right? So, well, so let me ask you this, though, Frank. And I, so I, I personally, I don't base who I vote for off of advertisements, but advertisements um, apparently work. And so, I, I mean, are you okay with gen- like advertising on TV and on radio? You just don't like the print mailers. And if is that what you're saying, or all ads? It's the messaging. Is- you know what would really work, I, I think, if somehow the Republicans could score a bunch of the roadside signs up all down the I-90 corridor. And and the first sign shows our indebtedness when John before John Tester. The next one shows our indebtedness now. And we see that for the next year. We drive up and down the interstate, you know, in between, you know, uh, uh, Bozeman Three Forks or, um, you know, Missoula, um Abuse, you know, where, where these signs are going to be seen, and they're there for a year, where you get to see how things work. Gas prices, um, when Trump was around, gas prices at the high door in Biden, uh, you know, all, things like that. Uh, that they're advertising. I tell you what, when the, it's the election season and the advertisements start coming on this radio station, I change the channel. They beat you up, they beat you over the head, and it, it you know, once you've heard it once or twice. I change it up a little bit, for for God's sake, you know. It's uh, and I have a hard time throwing my donation, my money at something that doesn't work. Because I tell you, I'll tell you what: if they continue doing this, she's going to lose. So what? Would, what? What? What are you willing to do to help help uh, defeat Democrats, if not donate?
Well, I talk amongst my friends and neighbors. That's for darn sure. That's a good, that's a good. Hey, Frank, we're up against the break. Really great call. Appreciate the call so much. We're going to go to Tim in Billings right after this. Frank, I think your idea of the debt is a good one. I just wonder how many people care about that. Your morning espresso starts right here. It's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Linda, by the way, loves the shishi restaurants that have all the... First of all, that's not necessarily true. I like a good steak restaurant. Good, I, like, right. I do. I like. I like the restaurant. You like those fancy little. No, I have you met me. You're I'm not. Sorry. Li- you're not like me. If you're like uh, me, I think you've been to a few nicer restaurants than yeah, me. Yeah, I'm. 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 When, when I'm, 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 ad- I'm admitting that. What, the, but I'm telling you, when I can't decipher what the hell is on the menu because of what it is. And uh, that's when I might say a turn around, and I don't care who I'm with. I'm like, do you have a children's menu? I will say it loudly. I will say it proudly. I don't care. I don't like this stuff. The Sean Hannity Show from coast to coast later today. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for the needle in the haystack four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day ZipRecruiter the smartest way to hire and right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free that's right free just go to this exclusive web address ZipRecruiter.com slash free that's ZipRecruiter.com slash free ZipRecruiter.com slash free. I'm Chad Pergram with the Speaker's Lobby. Not much has gone right on Capitol Hill this year. America, it's been a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad Congress in 2023. And we haven't even gotten to former Congressman George Santos. There was the rocky 15-day Speaker's election in January, the longest Speaker election in 164 years. Then there was the 22-day odyssey to tap a new Speaker. And we still haven't gotten to George Santos. By October, the colleagues of former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy he ousted him. Congress approved a meager 30 bills this year, which President Biden signed into law. And we still haven't gotten to George Santos. One senator tried to start a fistfight with a witness during a hearing. GOP Tennessee Representative Tim Burchett then chased McCarthy down the hall after the former speaker poked him in the kidneys. The House censured three Democrats this year for their conduct, including New York Democrat Jamal Bowman, for pulling a false fire alarm. However, the coup de grace may have been when a videotape emerged of aides having sex in a Senate hearing room. And we still never got to former Congressman George Santos. With the Speaker's Lobby, Chad Pergram, Fox News. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, let me drink. No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about Lockwood Road in Billings. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios. Trusted by the Northwest. Montana owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. 
Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. We're talking about the complete fraud named John Tester. Let's go to Tim in Billings. Tim, thanks for calling. Good morning, David. I, I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but I know I've told Aaron before, but uh, I know a uh, former Democrat legislator that was in the Montana House at the same time John Tester was also in the uh, statewide politics, or not statewide, no, he wasn't in the Senate yet. And uh, he had his butcher shop up there in Big Sandy, and it got shut down by uh, the state regulators because of its, you know, whatever. He was in violation of some some regulation or another, and he was going to go to Helena, and he was going to fix that. He was going to fix that. And, and the story about the, I haven't seen the pictures, but the story about the, the filthy clothes and stuff, it makes me think, Boy, every other industry, every other meat cutter in the state is regulated to high heaven, but John Tester, he can go out there wearing, you know, wearing whatever to cut his meat. But, uh, you know, that's that what's good for you is not good for me type of thing. But anyway, so John Tester's in the Montana legislature and, and found out very in very short order that he could make more money with one vote than he ever could cut meat for the rest of his life. And therein started the political career of John Tester. They figured out they could buy him, and he figured out he was for sale. And look where he is now. Started out in little old Big Sandy, and now he's got you know now he's in the in the Senate. And those of us out here in District 13 are just that begging for crumbs. Well, he's eating over a million dollars worth of uh, fancy dinners and living in his uh, over a million dollar cosmopolitan castle in uh, in the Washington D.C. area. Well, we have people in Montana who are being ousted from their homes because they can't afford the property taxes that are going up and they're on fixed income. So, you know, Montana voters need to uh, pay attention to the reality of what's going on, not what they see in advertisement, not what they hear on the radio. And uh, I really think that the, the GOP, if they want to win, they need to figure out who makes the little five-minute videos for Prager University, and they need to put them in charge of the, the marketing for GOP uh, candidates. But they also need to take somebody like a, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, even though he's even though he's completely not everybody's cup of tea, somebody like an Alex Jones to give that little bit of edge to him so that, the, you know, Republicans and conservatives, they need to start being aggressive. Instead of reactive, we need to be proactive and start, you know, taking the fight to the Democrats instead of always on our heels, always, you know, repealing these attacks from the Democratic Party and, and the liberals about you know, oh, he's in the Cayman Islands. That makes him smart. If he can find a loophole in our laws to make his money more, you know, build his wealth and make it to where he's, uh, you know, getting taxed out the nose, that makes him smart working within the system. That doesn't make him a criminal. Right. I'm, just, I'm so fed up with all the all the, uh, the the allegations of criminal activity when they're working within the system. You don't like it? Change the system. But just because they are abiding by the law. And getting a leg up because they can figure out how to do it, kudos to them. If I could figure out how to never pay taxes to this corrupt government again, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Well, right. And, and what, is, what does that say about our tax system when you've got successful businessmen that are having to, to leave the country? Absolutely. They're being taxed out the nose to pay for people to, to put uh, shrimp on underwater treadmills. To <laughs> right. figure out uh, whether, whether uh, you know, all this other stuff. I, you know... The other thing about Tester that I just is just absolutely horrendous, and it happens all the time. The, the allegation about Ronnie Jackson, 
just absolutely despicable. He was he was in the military, calls him the candy man, you know, alludes to the fact that he's a drug dealer and keeping the president popped up on amphetamines and stuff like that. Totally baseless, completely out of line, and yet some some square headed guy that was in the military that, that believes these ads is gonna vote for John Kester because he believes that he supports the veterans when he Tried to ruin this guy's career. Absurd, isn't it? We're up again. At the, we're at the bottom of the hour. Thank you so much, Tim. We'll be right back at nine. Wyoming. This is your captain. We are going to be experiencing some slight turbulence. Please fasten your. Oh, hold on. Just got a video of my cat. Imagine the pilot of an airplane was as confident as you are texting and driving. Seems kind of crazy when you put it like that. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council.